handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Like we said in the last podcast, free agency is coming very, very soon. The franchise tag window is now over. We have a better idea of who is going to be available. Derek, we've already talked about a ton of guys at Edge Rushers, so if you guys haven't checked out that video yet, be sure to go do so. But today we're talking about another position of need. Probably, I would argue, one of the bigger ones on offense, and that is the wide receiver position. Now, there are, mm-hmm. there are a few guys here that are of interest. There are a few guys that got tagged, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, the two big names there. But there's still a lot of options here at wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts if they so choose to go address it in free agency. Uh, Derek, I know we're going to talk about, and this is going to be kind of good because like those are the two names that a lot of people have been talking about. There's a lot of other names that we're going to talk a little bit more in depth on here in this video. So I'll let you start here with your first choice here at wide receiver, and we'll continue going down all the guys you have. So who you got here for your first guy? First guy, and everybody's been talking about him because he was part of the big three, right? And that mm-hmm. is Kenny Galladay, wide receiver from the Lions. Uh, this guy was not franchise tagged. The Lions seem to be going in a different direction with all their wide receivers, really. And, you know, 2020 was a very um, disappointing year for Kenny Galladay in regards to an injury that he suffered in week six and was unable to come back after that. But what we kind of saw from his first couple weeks in 2020 were Kenny Galladay just absolutely balling and making catches that were just insane, right? I mean, we saw in the first four weeks – this man going up and making contested catches like it was nobody's business. I mean, that's what we've been looking for for a long freaking time is that one receiver that can go do that. And Kenny Galladay has shown you just what the kind of guy he can be. I mean, 6'4", 215 pounds. He's only 27 years old. He's going to be turned 28 at the end of the year. So a young guy still who's, you know, for the most part has not had a lot of injury problems I mean, this is the first time in his career that he's not played more than 11 games in a a career. Like I said, he's only 27. So this guy continues to impress. And Cody, I think this one's going to be one that a lot of teams are going to be looking to try and acquire this guy. That Yeah, yeah, you're right there. And that's kind of the problem, right? We feel like a lot of teams are going to be vying for his services. And I don't know if the Colts are going to be one of them. That's going to be, you know, if there's a bidding war that we think is going to happen, I don't know if the Colts are going to be in on that, honestly. Um, but yeah, yeah. Strictly as a player, Kenny Galladay, a very fantastic player. He'd be a great addition here in Indianapolis. Would love to see him. Him and Michael Pittman together, man, over six four, both of them. That would be a nightmare for defenses. I mean, honestly, um, that would be incredible. But also, you look at uh, they have they're very similar in their body types, right? They're very similar in size. So you know, you may have that may pose the question: Do you need a receiver that's a little bit different kind of build? But Kenny Galladay as a player is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But I just, mm-hmm. for the Colts' sake, uh, does it make a lot of sense to get a receiver that's maybe a little bit similar to Michael Pittman? Or do you want to go in a little bit different direction there? But, 
But you're right. Like Kenny Galladay is going to get paid right, rightfully so, man. He he's one of the better receivers in the league when he's healthy. So uh, yeah, Kenny Galladay is definitely a big one on this list. I just don't know how much the Colts are going to set for a price on him. Yeah, I mean, you got to imagine this guy's probably going to get one of the higher paid options out there when it comes to the free, to the wide receiver market. I mean, it, it makes total sense. I mean, this guy in 2019, don't forget, was a Pro Bowler had 65 catches for almost 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns. I mean, he was one of the best wide receivers. He was actually the best deep threat wide receiver in all of the NFL in 2019. And then in 2020 was on set to, you know, be his most effective year. It probably wasn't going to be his best stat-wise number, but it was definitely going to be his most efficient year. I mean, he was catching over 63% of his targets that were thrown to him at the beginning. So this guy was definitely on an elite level at the beginning of the season before he went down. I mean, Kenny Galladay of all the guys that are left, you know, it's, it is a question, you know, it depends really. I think it really depends on how quickly does he get signed for the Colts to make a decision on this? Because if, if the Colts go edge rush, which I think you and I are both in agreement that we he, they should attack first, attack and get your guy an edge rush that you definitely want, and then it depends how much money the Colts invest into that, right? How much do they invest into the edge rush? And that will determine whether or not Ballard thinks that he wants to spend 16, 17 million maybe a year on Kenny Galladay, or maybe you can get him for a little cheaper. You know, maybe he wants to be part of the Carson Wentz rebuild on the offense and things like that. And it also depends on whether or not we uh, re-sign T.Y. Hilton, right? That's going to be the big question there. I mean, it's ultimately just the big question of, you know, the money-wise, it's a little bit of a concern because production-wise, you can't can't, uh, fault anything when it comes to Kenny Galladay. He has been a phenomenal player over the last three years before he went down with that injury. Yeah, it just depends on how much he's going to cost. <laughs> and I think it's just going to be out of the Colts price range, if I'm being completely honest, because right. we talked about it. If you're if you're really like going after one of those bigger pass rushers, you know, maybe it's not the biggest guy, but you're still you know putting fi- substantial financial resources into a pass rusher. I just think Galladay is going to be out of their price range with all the guys you got to resign and all that stuff. As good as a receiver as he is. Yeah, I just don't think that he's going to be in their price range. But, you know, you never know. Because you know that that there is that injury, so maybe that does decrease his value a little bit. I don't really think it will, but maybe it does. And maybe teams are a little bit like scared to dish out that kind of money to a receiver that was injured all pretty much all of last year. You know, I could see that maybe happening, but yeah, Kenny Galladay as a player, he's a good player. I just don't know if he's the right fit financially for what the Colts want to do moving forward. Now let's talk about another receiver who makes a little bit more financial sense that also plays for the Detroit Lions, or did, was Marvin Jones. So Marvin Jones, 30 years old, just turned 30. Uh, So it was a little bit of an older option. Wouldn't have him around for a a whole lot longer, but, you know, 30 years old, and or he's actually 30 right now. He's going to turn 31 in in a couple days, actually, from the time that we record this. So 6'2", 200 pounds. So again, a good solid build at a wide receiver. Marvin Jones here, I'll just run through some of his stats yep. over the last, what is he now? How many years now? Five years in Detroit, okay? Wow. Five years in Detroit and has 
played in 13 plus games every year except for 2018 when he went down with an injury. Uh, but has played been pretty reliable regardless. Has actually had for being a number two behind Kenny Galladay for so many years, has again in all those years that he made at least 13 games, has had at least 55 catches, had over 1,100 yards in 2017, had near a thousand this last year, and has had nine touchdowns each of the last two seasons. So this guy definitely finds the red zone. Uh, he definitely is a good yard uh, yards per reception guy. You know, this is another guy, Cody, that I think you you want to talk about a tier two guy that you probably wouldn't have to break the bank on somebody like on somebody on a wide receiver. Marvin Jones makes a whole lot of sense. He does. He does. And you you know, talking about like going back to. Galladay would be out of price range. I think Marvin Jones would be in their price range, right? Because like you said, he's a little bit older. Um, he's a tier two kind of guy. So uh, he's efficient and he's going to probably be a lot cheaper than any of the other options that we're probably going to talk about beyond maybe a few. He's going to be one of the cheaper guys for the production that you could get out of him and that he's given the, the lions the last five years or so. I think it's a pretty solid signing. Now you have to sign him with thinking maybe it's a two year, two to three year deal and then you're back to square one trying to find another wide receiver potentially. But kind of a nice stopgap there, at, you know, depending on – and it all comes down, obviously, to what you do with T.Y. Hilton. But if you feel like, like we've heard, like T.Y. Hilton's legs are starting to go, maybe he's a nice veteran option alongside Michael Pittman where he's not the size of Michael Pittman, but he's also kind of a nice in-between type of wide receiver, right? And you mentioned he had, what, nine touchdowns this last year. So he's good in the red zone. They use him in the red zone really well. Um, that wasn't something we could really say about T.Y. Hilton or really any of the Colts receivers last year or in the last couple of years. Nobody's really been a touchdown type of person. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I, I would like to get him. I think he's a, he would be a really solid option there for Carson Wentz, a nice veteran receiver to kind of help him out. And, you know, it would allow you to still get that elite pass rusher there in free agency and, uh, you know, solve that hole at wide receiver if indeed T.Y. Hilton does move on to a different team this next year. It's hilarious uh, that we were just talking about Marvin Jones and just out of the blue in the Colts brawl chat. Rashad say a Marvin Jones turns 31 on Friday. That sucks. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Like we're just talking about it. And Rashad out of nowhere says that same thing. <laughs> that's hilarious. But yeah, again, again, it's something that I think Marvin Jones would have a little bit more to offer than T.Y. Hilton currently. Yeah. Um, again, he's only a year and a half younger, but I mean, you know, you would get him for probably an extra year than what you would get for T.Y. Hilton. So again, just another thing to add to that list, but. Hey, what's up guys? I want to take a pause from the video to talk about our sponsor for this video, Manscaped. Now, Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million worldwide. And we have an exclusive offer for you, our listeners. 20% off plus free shipping with the code BTJ at manscaped.com. I'll say it again with code BTJ at manscaped.com. And Derek, Manscaped hooked both you and I up with some pretty cool tools, right? I know you have one there. I have a couple here to, to keep it fresh down there. 
But Derek, I can't tell you, man, how many times, you know, you've been down there, you've been shaving, you're trying to figure that stuff out. And it's the worst. Uh, it's the worst, man. It is. And Manscaped worst. definitely is a great resource there to, to help you have confidence moving forward, man, and doing that. I know it's never fun, uh, but Manscaped yeah, exactly. makes it a little bit more bearable. Well, thankfully, Cody, I've not had any issues when it comes to that yet. Thanks to Manscaped. And the best thing that I've had with that was the Lawnmower 3.0. It's the new device that helps you. It's the third generation trimmer featuring a cutting ceramic blade that helps to keep you from having accidents down there. The best thing for your grooming experience. It also comes with an LED light, helps you mm. to make sure you see where you're going. Obviously, you need that. And it's also waterproof. I don't have any water on me right now, but I would definitely show you. Helps with your shower and grooming experience. Makes it so much easier. Obviously, don't use it on your face. That's just nasty. I'm just letting y'all know that now. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do that. Also, guys, with your package that you would also get comes with a lot of other things that you would need to help with your grooming experience. You have Preserver and Reviver to help with the family jewels to make sure everything is fresh. And also Manscaped throws in a bunch of other things, including boxer briefs and a travel to go bag for to be able to bring your stuff on the road with you. Believe me, your balls will thank you. Cody, tell them how you, uh, again how they can get started with their Manscaped experience. Absolutely. So 20% off and free shipping using the code BTJ, stands for Bring the Juice, BTJ at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code BTJ. Unlock your confidence and always have the right tools with Manscaped. Thank you to all of you, including Manscaped, for sponsoring this video. Be sure to check them out, guys, and enjoy the video. Let's talk to a wild card here. And this is a guy I know very well coming out of Ohio State. Watch this guy play a lot. I really like his play, and I really like the explosive kind of player he is. And this is a name that has been thrown around quite a bit for a lot of Colts fans, and that is Curtis Samuel, receiver out of Carolina. So. 5'11", 195 pounds. So, you know, he's more of a of a shorter speed guy, which, you know, we we have a couple of those every now and again. But on this uh, active Colts roster, until Paris Campbell shows us otherwise, you know, Curtis could be that guy. In 2020, played in 15 games, had 77 catches for 850 yards and three touchdowns. That also doesn't include the rushing that he did. He had 41 rushes for 200 yards and two touchdowns to add on to that. So basically over a thousand yards in receiving and rushing because you can use them in multiple ways. And I mean, again, the it's a guy that you can get for a little bit lower of a price because, you know, the production amongst the elite receivers, Cody, is not really there. But when you want to talk about a guy that, when Reich and Wentz and these other guys want to mix up the offense a little bit, Curtis Samuel can really be that guy that opens up the playbook a whole heck of a lot. <laughs> he does, man. He's probably one of my favorite potential under the radar signings the Colts could make. I mean, you mentioned he's not going to get paid like Kenny Galladay, but he's also got some production as well. Like, I mean, you, you can't argue with 77 catches for 800 plus yards, you know, over a thousand all purpose yards. Like, mm -hmm. this guy's just a weapon waiting to happen. We know how much Frank Reich in this offense just love to use guys in different ways. We saw, saw him do it with the Michael Harris. We saw him do it with Naheem Hines, Paris Campbell when he was healthy. 
And, you know, I think this would be kind of like, you know, if T.Y. Hilton moved on, you just get a younger version of T.Y. Hilton in certain ways. Now, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to say they're the same player because they're not. But you know what I mean? Like it's the quick type of wide receiver, that kind of yes. body type, like T.Y. Hilton. I think Par- or I think I almost said Paris Campbell. Curtis Samuel, Samuel, I can't speak today. <laughs> Curtis Samuel offers you that, man. He offers you that for a much discounted price as compared to some of these other guys. I mean, thank goodness Carolina's passing offense and their quarterback situation was completely terrible because Curtis Samuel would probably be getting a lot more money if he played mm-hmm. with an actually competent quarterback in 2020. I mean, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater was good, okay, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, if he was playing with a really good quarterback, mm-hmm. I mean, he could have had easily a 1,000 yards, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and, you know, when it comes to – you kind of said it, how the Colts will be in a better situation to help Curtis Samuel with the way he wants to play. When you're talking about sweeps, when you're talking about uh, screens – when you're talking about those plays that would allow Curtis Samuel to use his speed, that is exactly where I think the Colts just do a much better job is because we see the blocking is so much better. The scheme-wise is so much better. We saw that from Naheem Hines a lot this last year, how they really like to use the screen game for him. Mm. Curtis Samuel would again be another guy that I really think could utilize that. I mean, Curtis Samuel's never been much of a deep threat guy. He's never really been a true red wide receiver. He's just been a guy that makes most of his plays inside of 10 yards and allows his feet to take care of the rest. He's an explosive guy. He makes the explosive play. I mean, in 20 in uh, this 2020, I mean, had 97 targets and had 77 catches. So, you know, even though he plays close to the line of scrimmage, he, he makes most of his catches, which is great. Um, I think that with the scheme of which the Colts would like to use him. He doesn't have to be a true bled wide receiver. You can get somebody like that in the draft later on to be that vertical threat that you want somebody to be. And we still think Michael Pittman can be that. And Pascal's your reception guy. And Paris Campbell, we have yet to see what he'll provide if he's granted he stays healthy. But Curtis Samuel, I think, is just another one of those. He's a Paris Campbell kind of player where he has the explosiveness, but he plays a lot closer to the line of scrimmage, which you know, makes a lot of teams very upset with you when you have a player like that that can make things work like that. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, he's been reliable. He hasn't missed many games. He's played in uh, he played in 13 games in 2018, played in all 16 games in 2019, played in 15 games in uh, this last year. And also, by the way, in 2018 and in 2020, he did not start in over half those games. He didn't start in half those games. So he's doing all of these stats while also not starting and not being on a on the on the roster to the point where he's a main focal point. He could be that focal point for Indianapolis. He could be. Yeah. And you know, I kind of look you mentioned Paris Campbell, kind of a little bit of Paris Campbell insurance because you know, we've said we don't think Paris Campbell's injury prone. Well, I mean, he's obviously hasn't played very much. So like you know, you have a guy like Curtis Samuel who's just He's a similar player in that way to, to Paris Campbell, and you feel like you can rely on him a lot more than Paris Campbell at this point in his career. And mm-hmm. you need that kind of weapon. I mean, that'll just completely change that dynamic of that offense. You just have a home run hitter like that to pair alongside Naheem Hines. I mean, it just makes perfect sense to me to get a guy like Curtis Samuel. Absolutely. All right, another name we'll go into. I got two names here left on this list. Obviously, guys, there's like the, the wide receiver group when it comes to free agency is probably the most vast 
group like almost every year. There almost is like a million wide receivers that you can choose from. And there's probably a couple others that we won't mention that the Colts will probably take a look at. We're not saying that, but there's a couple others that have really caught the eye of some other people. And this is a guy who just played in the division. And I know this guy because I was in college when this guy was tearing up the Mac conference. I mean, this guy was selected as the fifth overall pick in the draft. Uh, it, it was shocking to a lot of people in 2017. And that is Corey Davis, only 26 years old, just turned 26 in January. Uh, 6'3, 210 pounds, has good build, has a really good size to speed ratio. Uh, we've talked about a guy that has so vastly improved himself over the last three years. I mean, oh my goodness, this guy in his first year only played in 11 games, only had 34 catches for under 400 yards. People were questioning like, why'd you even draft this guy? What, who is this guy? And then sure enough, 2018 had 65 catches for 900 yards, four touchdowns. And then here we skip 2019, go to 2020, 65 catches for a near 1,000 yards and five touchdowns. Again, another receiver that, you know, got a backseat to A.J. Brown, right? But yeah. a guy here that I think another one of these Marvin Jones, Curtis Samuel kind of guys where they're not, he's not going to break the bank, but you've seen enough film on him to know he is progressing in the right direction. And he could be a guy that paired alongside Michael Pittman and some others. This could be a really good option for the Colts. Yeah, it definitely could be. This is exactly where I want the Colts to go at wide receiver, finding one of these tier two type of guys. But you know, the difference between him and, you know, Marvin Jones or whatever um, is the fact that he's a lot younger, right? He is a very much a lot younger, uh, right. has still a lot of upside, like you mentioned. I I'm really excited because I feel like you mentioned how much he's improved. How much more can he improve in a system like Frank Reich's, playing with a quarterback like Carson Wentz, mm -hmm. that you know wants to utilize his skills to the best of their ability? <clears throat> I think it'd be, it could be a really good pairing, and I think him and Michael Pittman would be a really deadly one-two combo there. Okay. Um, you know, you, he's very talented. I mean, obviously the Titans took him fifth overall, like you mentioned. So, uh, if you can continue to tap into that talent, he continues to put it all together. I mean, dude, this, this man from a physical standpoint, he's got everything you're looking for. And I think, yeah. I think if you can tap into that a little bit more and he can continue to improve his craft, he could be one of the top receivers, honestly, here very soon. Um, especially if you give him more of an expanded role, um, in this offense moving forward. So I really like Corey Davis quite a lot. Him and Curtis Samuel are my two kind of free agency wide receiver crushes. So either of these guys I'd be good with. I mean, they obviously have two vastly different skill sets, but I really, man, loved what I saw from Corey Davis. Obviously, as a Colts fan, I didn't love it because even when uh, Xavier Rose was able to kind of shut down A.J. Brown, Corey Davis still uh, was being pretty productive. So yes. Uh, I like Corey Davis quite a lot as a player, and I would love to see him in the blue and white. It would be a little bit of nice karma, man, uh, to steal him away from a division rival <laughs> and make them regret their decision to let him walk in the offseason. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on there. All right, last receiver that we'll talk about here in this video before we uh, go off to some others is a Kansas City uh, wide receiver, and Tyree Kill's the only one on that roster that's really under – a deal of some kind and the others are pretty much free agent walks in the 
Kansas City Chiefs are going to have to decide on whether or not they want to bring him back. And one of them is Demarcus Robinson. I've had this name brought up a couple times, and I figured I'd take a look at it. And honestly, Cody, again, this intrigues me a lot of ways in like what Curtis Samuel does, right? He's 6'1", 200 pounds, only 26 years old. He's going to turn 27 at the start of the season. So again, another young guy. In 2020, played in all uh, 16 games. By the way, only started in nine. Okay, so he didn't play. He didn't start in all these games. Had 45 catches for near 500 yards and three touchdowns. You know, he's one of the one of the many Kansas City receivers that you know gets constantly fed in that Kansas City offense. Again, just another guy here that I think give him a little bit more time to show what he can do. I think he's a young prospect that has a lot of great talent. I think he just is one of those guys that preaches athleticism and has big plays that he can make. I just think you put him in a more prominent role. This guy can really do something in this league. Hmm. Honestly, I know who he is, but I haven't taken like a big look at him, like you said. So I don't have a whole lot to add to this one. I mean, I'll take you at your word here, man. I mean, young guy, give him more of a role, see what you got there, won't break the bank. Now, that sounds good to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I totally agree with that one. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the wide receivers, guys. Who's somebody in this list that you didn't hear from that you think we should take a look at? What is your opinion on some of the guys that we selected here? Let us know what you think in the comments. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Colts.